Welcome to the Authority Hacker Podcast, the place to learn field-tested, no BS tactics to growth hack your online business, and finally, live life on your own terms. Now, your host, Gael and Mark. Hey guys, welcome to the Authority Hacker Podcast. In today's episode, we are going to talk about something we did on health ambition, and this episode is also going to be a blog post. And to talk with me today, I have Mark. Hey, how's it going, Mark? Hi, going good. Uh, so what we're going to talk about is something we did actually back in January. So let me just give a little bit of context to everything. Um, on health ambition... We have people coming in and opting in for specific lead magnets. We talked about the juicing one in a previous podcast where people opt in for a juicing recipe ebook on a juicing blog post. Then they get uh, their free PDF, obviously. And then they get kind of a follow up for two weeks selling the ebook that we are selling in this niche. And people at the end end up buying the ebook or not buying the ebook. But what was happening is that for a while we did not post blog posts on health ambition because we were doing other things. And uh, after people were done with this autoresponder, that was roughly two weeks, people were literally falling off into oblivion and literally getting zero email from us for months. And so leads started to accumulate to the point where the list was roughly uh, 46,000 people in uh, 1st of January of 2016. And since people are making New Year resolutions, uh, we were like, well, let's actually use all these pool of leads that we're not emailing and do something that we probably wouldn't normally do, which is email them an affiliate promotion almost every day. I think we sent 20 promotions throughout the month of January and only one blog post. So that was roughly all promotions. But the promotions were a little bit different. The promotions were actually uh, not promoting the offer directly most of the time. They were promoting pre-sales article. So they were looking like blog posts, but at the end, you would have a call to action that sends people to a sales pitch. Is that correct, Mark? No, I mean, I don't think it is, actually. Okay. That was that was the case in, I don't know, maybe like 20% of them, but the majority was like directly to the sales pages. Okay. And so, obviously, it's something that sounds very weird, like because it's going to sound like we're going to burn the list a lot. And I want to talk about that with you, Mark, actually, because you have been running these things. So, uh, looking at the revenue, I got like roughly $4,500 for the month. Uh, that was mixed ClickBank and other things that we don't want to reveal in this podcast, but roughly $4,500 from 20 emails. So, that's all right. But my main question, actually, first is... Um, did you feel like you burnt out the list by emailing it daily? Um, I did initially, um, sort of towards the end of January. I was like, well, you know, why are, why are we not making as much in, in these past few, few emails or, or whatever? Um, but, I, you know, when it came to sort of February time um, and we started again, you know the the all the metrics were just as just the same as they were or almost the same as they were in in January like for individual emails and so i don't actually think it was i don't feel that it's the frequency that causes the sort of burnout mm-hmm. i felt that it was the similarity in the offers which we were pro- providing because there there were sort of you know like four or five companies um and it was just all their offers which we were we were promoting um 
So yeah, that was kind of my, I'd say that's my gut feeling about it. Yeah, okay. I, I mean, I personally felt looking at the stats and I'm going to give all the stats in the blog post uh, as just saying numbers on a podcast is not the funniest part. But like basically the the January 1st email got, uh, and the list was roughly the same size. Uh, the January 1st email got a 17.45% open rate and 3.5% click-through rate, which was 1,455 clicks. Whereas the February 1st email got 15.73% open rate, so that's like 1.8% less or something, but a 4.8% click rate, so actually almost 2,000 clicks. So it feels like actually the results were roughly the same. But if we look at the, you know, we actually gained subscribers throughout the months, right? So actually throughout January, we gained 5,400 subscribers roughly. Um, so we actually burned 10% of the list in terms of unsubscribes, actually. So that that is what it looks like. Um, when we actually look at the revenue, it's uh, it, it really seems like there's winners and losers. Like, do you want to talk about that? Like, yeah. So it, it was it's really down to it was a few emails that made us sort of half of our money. You know, um, there's what what we were sending out most of the time was. Um, sort of pre-written, pre-written sort of swipe, swipe emails, which you know a lot of um, products which have affiliate programs will provide, and you know you. So you didn't write them themselves. Some of them, yeah, but you know, almost consistently, the ones which I wrote had way lower open and click-through rates, even when it wasn't an affiliate offer. You know, we need, even when it was just promoting a blog, blog, con- blog content. Um, those click-through rates were way lower, and I think that's down to sort of um, obviously language. I'm not the best copywriter, but like obviously down to um, the, the language which is being used in subject lines and you know CTRs, like sorry, not CTRs, um, like uh, copy around the link. Um, you know, a lot of these affiliate promotions are like you know very scary things about you know dangers of obesity and you know this this kind of stuff which you know does make people click click a link but if we're sending a blog post which is you know like really useful blog post about the health benefits of i don't know avocados or something you know it's it's there's less of a compelling reason to 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 do it unless you're specifically interested in avocados on that particular time um, so that's that was my sense of. So, do you feel like doing a broadcast promos you need to be more sensational and more mainstream, essentially? Definitely, definitely. Um, I think that the more it's it's almost like it's almost like you you'll say anything to get people to open the email. You'll say anything to get people to click on it. So you talk like you were Donald Trump. <sighs> um. <laughs> I, I mean, I would never go that far, but like, um, yeah. And I think there's there's a there's a lot to be learned from, you know, certain media outlets and certain, um, certain Buzz Buzzfeed, a uh, Buzzfeed, and all that. Which the the way they craft their their headlines, and you know, honestly, just look through your Facebook feed and see all the things like people are sharing and liking, like these kind of. Um, what do you call them? Like viral, viral posts or mm-hmm. viral, viral articles, and see how those are constructed. Those are the things people are clicking on. <laughs> yeah, um, and they do they do so much better um, than you know a simple. These are the health benefits of avocados. I think like the warning way- dangers that uh, avocados 
pose or something like that, you know? Yeah, I think it's just like when people opt in, they kind of like invested in the topic. So in our case, like I'm still going to take the example of juicing. We have other ones, but um, they, they care about it. But, you know, um, by the time they receive these broadcast emails, sometimes it's been several months since then. You know, they moved on, they, they, they forgot about juicing, etc. So they still care about the topic of your site, but they... You know, they don't necessarily care anymore about the subtopic like juicing or whatever other topic you're talking about. And so I think because of that, you need to be a little bit more generic with your broadcast emails, especially when you communicate with like older leads essentially that maybe have moved on from the sub issue we're talking about. Yeah. And, you know, the, that, that's tr- that's there's like a half truth to that, I think. Um Again, good example is juicing. So, we, you know, I'd say, what, like half or something of our subscribers came through the initial juicing funnel. Um, and then they got put into this bucket. Um, but one of the promos, one of the email promos that did particularly well was one about smoothies, um, which is, you know, very similar to, yeah. to juicing. It's a, it's a different sub niche completely, but it's, it's, of course, very similar. So I think there's a sort of, there's a correlation there. Um, yeah, they're, 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 they're still, they still are interested, but you know, it was that wasn't the most successful one. Were, the most successful ones were, you know, just general health ones, uh, weight loss things. So, yeah, yeah, we have a lot of people that come for weight loss too, so that makes sense. Um, so if we look at uh, everything and people will be able to see the stats on the blog post, um, there are successful campaigns like with like EPCs at like $0.4, stuff like that. And they have, there are like really not successful campaigns at like three cents. So like, you know, we're talking like 12 times more money from some campaigns, right? Yep. So what do we do with the winning ones and what do we do with the losing ones? Like, what are we just going to be broadcasting the whole time and keep doing that randomly? Or okay, so there's, the there's two two things here, two, two learnings. So... um you know, when we were emailing every single day and a, a promo offer in January, by the end of the month, I was like, I'm really struggling to find good promo things yeah. here. You know, there was a few I sent out which made, I think one even didn't make any any sales. I saw it, um, yeah. And there was a few that made, you know, like 10 bucks here and there. And I'm like, what's going on, you know? And what what I found is there's a, there's a handful of offers and a handful of email templates and, and all that which generate like you know the majority of of the income. So the, we did two things. First, firstly, um, we started sending those same promos out the next month and the mm-hmm. month after. So in February and in March, and you know they didn't make the same amount of sales, but I'm talking like seventy five percent of of what they made uh, in January. And bear in mind, January is a big health month when you know everyone's on their New Year's resolution diets and stuff. So I, I really think that you know uh, a lot of people will maybe see the email, but you know they were on their way to work, so didn't read it. Or you know you're, you're probably one of ten ten health people sending sending them emails, so they they probably just didn't catch it that time. But you know they see it again, and you know they open it again. Um, uh, sorry, they open it for the first time, and so. You know, it's. I think it's okay to send the same offers. You know, you can even play around with sending different headlines and whatnot. But I think it's okay to send the offers about a month apart. 
Um, and you know, if anyone's not happy with it, like fine. But honestly, I get people emailing us a lot with things they're not unhappy about, and being sent the same offer is never has never once been one of them. Yeah. So that's one thing. And the other thing is actually, I, um, I took the best of these offers and put them into their own uh, autoresponder sequence. So you know, people are opting. In. Let's say you come to Health Ambition, you opt in uh, for juicing. Uh, you go through that funnel. Before you get put into this general bucket, there's another thing. There's another short funnel you go through, which is just the best of these offers. Um, so people are being exposed to the best ones before they even get put in it now. Um, Do you send them all in a row, one a day? Or? Yep. yep. Okay. And how's that worked so far? Um, not so. It's It's been all right. Um, but to be perfectly honest with you, um, I did it once and haven't optimized it again since January. So I think that's probably more to do with it than um, than anything else. I was actually looking at the stats on this. It's like not so bad. It's not super far from the broadcast version. Um, okay. It's a bit less no. because you know it's less timely, but uh, but it, it works pretty well. So like a lot of people, you know, they're afraid to email promotions to their email list because people are going to judge them. And I, I, I think people are going to judge them. And the other thing people are concerned about is that they'll unsubscribe as if yeah. like having the, the total numbers of subscribers you have is some kind of, you know, it's a vanity metric at the end of the day. You know. So what was your position before and after doing that? Before and after doing what? This, this promo thing. Um... I've always been a lot more sort of um, let's uh, like I, I've never really cared about people unsubscribing, um, you know, unless it's like way way back in the day. But more recently, I've, uh, it's really never bothered me before, and I don't think email. I think emailing so many people has only confirmed to me that yes, I was right in not having to worry about it. If people don't want your emails, they'll unsubscribe. If people don't unsubscribe, then keep sending them emails until they do or until they buy something, you know? Um, so I had a chat with a friend of mine a couple months ago, actually. He was launching a product and he had this email list that he'd been building up for four years. And I was like, and his product was, you know, kind of related to to the the niche but not exactly can we say there's, who this is there's a definite overlap I, i'm i'm not going to say i just haven't okay. asked it but um it was to do with sort of like working online and travel and this kind of stuff um and he he was he was uh i was having a chat with him like okay so you have this email sequence and he's like yeah but i'm gonna i'm gonna send a few emails to the list and just get them to opt into it first and i'm like why why don't you just send them the promo? And he's like, the first thing out of his mouth was, well, they might unsubscribe and, you know, I might want to sell them stuff in the future. I'm like, but dude, you're trying to sell them stuff now. Like, this is that point in the future where you need to be sort of getting the value. I think that's this one thing. It's like we all expect that one day there's going to be a magical offer that converts super well. And we want these people to be around for that, you know? Yeah, but the truth is that's not really the case. You know, you'll you'll get new people the month before that. You know, like even though we're hammering our email list like this, it's still growing. Yeah. You know, the total number of subscribers is uh, actually it was almost stable in January. Like I did the numbers, 
Um, and like at the, on January 1st, let me just grab the stats. January 1st, we had 45,792. And February 1st, we had 46,085. So if you count the subscribes we had during that month, yeah. that is a 10, 10% unsubscribe rate for the whole list. But I also looked at the months before where we did not do that to look at the natural unsubscribe rate, which is 3.4%. So essentially, and, and if we count that roughly 90% 90, 90 of the list was old lists that we did not email anymore. Yeah, that's the thing. You know, Essentially, like, you know, the, the reach increased by a thousand percent and the unsubscribe rate only increased by 300. Yeah, and the profit increased by, you know, infinity percent. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, if you look back at the money, for sure, because these people were not getting any email from us at all. Aside from the funnels, you know, there's this. Yeah, one, but I, I think a lot of that, you're right, it's true. There's people in that list, you know, who'd been there a year or more that hadn't... Um, hadn't received any emails from us and they're like well who are these guys now yeah. or, you know like, i actually I put some examples of replies we got for these so this ranges from uh this is great information i'm a holistic health coach and i'm gonna use this to bitch i never subscribe do not email me at all um so so that is the range of reactions uh <laughs> so so yeah but like i think i think some people were on the list for a long time and just forgot and that's it yeah so um I guess that's about it. Uh, oh yeah, in the future, are we like how are we going to be mixing content and promos? What's the plan? Okay, so initially, sort of my plan in January was actually to mix content and and promos, um, but I, I, for whatever reason, I ended up just doing uh, pure affiliate. Um, we didn't have that much new content coming out in January anyway, but I think that was something to do with it. But now that that's that's good. Um, my, I'm not actually going to be sending out to this list, you know, um, here are the health benefits of avocados type yeah, yeah, yeah. articles. What I want to do is do roundup uh, posts. So, sorry, roundup um, emails. emails. So there'll be maybe like four or five of the posts from the past few days on there. But, you know, it'll have a sensational subject line. And one or one or two of the um, the posts in there are not going to be health ambition posts. They're going to be affiliate links. Um, I'm just going to sort of disguise them as 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 posts. So like pre-sales uh, content? Yeah, well, not necessarily that. Even, even sales pages, you okay. know. Um, and just, you know, like the sub, the not the subject line, but the, the title of the mini section within the email is going to be something sensational. I'm not going to mention where it's where it is or, or anything like that but i think that's that's sort of my next plan uh with it and from i've seen other people do a sort of variation of this mm -hmm. um in like in their actually, actually when they're selling products in their thank you pages um that's where i got the idea from um so yeah, yeah that's there, there's I'm, a big competitor of ours called dr rax that does that a lot as well yeah um, really big site um okay so my last question is going to be like one, was it worth it? And two, um, how would you compare that to other monetization methods? And when should people start doing that? Um, was it worth it? Yes. We made, what, like four or five thousand dollars? Like four and a half, or four and a half to five. And, two and check. The, the previous month, doing the same thing, we made zero. So yeah, I'd say that's worth it. <laughs> um, you know, our list was largely stable as well, which is good. Um, 
So well, one thing I want to say is like we talked about ten percent of subscriber rate, right? For throughout the months. But you know, with five thousand dollars we can buy these subscribers back like three times over. Oh yeah. yeah. With Facebook ads. So it's also something to understand. It's like you can cash out your list, lose ten percent, but then with five grand I, I can get leads for like forty cents on Facebook. Really though, like I, I think, you know, maybe some people might be scared off by this ten percent thing. Like yeah. don't honestly, like we hadn't emailed that a lot of those people on that list in a year. Um and that's what drove a lot of the unsubscribes. Like I'm sure if you compare it February, March, it's a lot lower. Yeah, the unsubscribe rate drops off over time for sure. But there's really um there's a correlation actually. Like the more often you email, the more the unsubscribe rate drops. And as soon as you start not emailing every day, it goes back up actually. Well, that makes sense because people can't unsubscribe if they're not getting emails. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? <laughs> so. No, no, but it goes down when people get more emails. Oh, it goes down when people yeah, get more pe- emails? Yeah, when people get more email, when people get an email every day, the overtime, the unsubscribe rate goes down. And as soon as you start emailing less, then it goes back up. Interesting. Um, so, yeah. So, okay. How, com- how would you compare it to other monetization methods? And when should someone start considering doing this? Uh, compared to other monetized, it's probably some of the easiest. It's the easiest four and a half grand we've we've ever made. I think, um, in terms of, I, okay, I mean, so like figuring out what to do and stuff took took a long time. And in January, it was a lot more time intensive. But now to repeat to re- now that we sort of have the basic grasp of it, to repeat a similar process month in month out isn't isn't so difficult. And like uh, you know, we I think there's a lot more we can do to automate. Um, much of that as well. Um, compared to you know building your own product, I mean it's much faster to get out the door with. Obviously, there's a cap on how much money you make with affiliate offers. You know, depending on your list size and and the offers. Whereas you know if you're creating your own, own product, you know you can have other people promoting your your product, and so you really you still want to have have that as the end goal. But I think that um they're very complementary um things that, that you can be working on i mean when you're when you're emailing of affi- or blasting affiliate offers to your your list you know it's the people who've gone through all your other filters and segments and funnels and whatnot they've seen it all and, and they you know they're what else are these people going to do for you you know um, okay, maybe they'll buy if you have a product coming up in the future, but you know, unless you're releasing sort of you know products every day or every week, that's it's not really relevant. You know, you can you can make a ton of money off of these uh, these people by um, by emailing these these offers. So it's there's I don't see any downside to it. Um, there's going to be people who are like, oh, you know, but it's going to hurt my brand. I don't want to be a spammer. So we're not spamming people with like, you know, diet pills or anything like that. These are like ebooks and stuff, yeah. legitimate offers, and which you know, um, you know, there's n- n- they're not sort of you know like automatic credit card rebills or anything sort of shady like that. These are just regular stuff. A lot of them are on ClickBank or you know other other places like that. So. Yeah, there's there's really very little downside, and I think it's something which so many people overlook. And I think it's something which, yes, you should you should start it uh, probably sooner than 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 you think. And you don't again, you have your site, 
up, you have a sort of start collecting emails, and then you know you can immediately start sending these out. Um, you don't really need to wait a massive amount of time. And as I said, you know it doesn't take too much time once you sort of figure out all the products because you know either you write a, a promo email and you use a similar version of that each time, or you know in many cases these product owners will provide affiliates with swipe files. They just copy paste the email in and. You know, you're good. That doesn't take five minutes to do. And that. they actually so convert surprisingly well. Yeah, very well. Yeah. Like it's, it, it, it is all about choosing the product, though. Um, there's a there's, I'd say ninety percent of the products out there have you know terrible sales pages, and even the products themselves aren't, you know, like at the right angle or whatever. Um, but the ones that do well do really well. So. Yeah, yeah it's all about using your your broadcastist. As a, as a testing lab to find out yep. what works, kick out everything that doesn't work the first time, and then reuse the ones that work and essentially build that library of things that you can put in front of your subscribers to increase their value over time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then if you mix that with like opt-in pop-ups and stuff, it's it's pretty cool passive income, especially if you build all of this as, a, as an autoresponder. Yep. Um, all right. So I think we're going to wrap it up. Uh, there's going to be a massive blog post for that so go on can, the can i just sorry yeah. before we finish can i just finish with with something to say i know like even after listening to the whole, whole this whole podcast there's gonna be people out there that are like i'm not gonna do that um you know people what are people gonna think of me and stuff um like seriously do it for do it for two weeks try it send 14 emails to your list and see what happens um, you know, you will get vocal minority of people that are like, "Oh, what happened? You're a sellout." Da, 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 da. Um, but you know, the vast majority, like ninety nine point nine percent of people, they won't care if they don't if they don't want to hear it. They'll unsubscribe, um, and then at the end of those two weeks, look at how much money you made, and and look how much effort it was to make that mu- that much money, and think, is this worth doing in future? So you know, just don't don't knock it before you try it. Yeah, I think so too. So if you want to read the whole case study, you want to see the graphs, you want to see all that stuff that I have spent a lot of time doing, uh, go on the Atari Hacker blog. I don't have the URL yet, but you will find it in the blog feed. It's not like we post all the time. Um, so go and check it out, and we will see you guys in the next podcast. Have a good day. Bye. for listening to the authority hacker podcast if you enjoyed this show don't forget to rate us on itunes and send us a screenshot on authorityhacker.com slash bonus to claim your free premium authority hacker training